Welcome to Your Bookkeeping Matters. I'm Lisa Turner, bringing you short and snackable weekly episodes on bookkeeping and business matters in an easy to understand way so you can be in control and confident that you know your bookkeeping matters. Let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome back to Your Bookkeeping Matters, where I love teaching and empowering small business owners to thrive in their entrepreneurial journey and sharing from my own experiences. In today's episode, we're looking at some core practices which can take your business from good to great. Whether you're a seasoned business owner or freshly starting out, these actionable strategies will equip you with the tools and insights you need to elevate your business game. Now, this episode has come about from discussions I've had with clients and other business owners who have taken their own business from a side hustle or something they knew was okay, but they wanted it to be better, to be great. And we chatted about things they found helped them to achieve this. And so I wanted to share with you from these discussions I've had with other business owners, the five which resonated with me the most personally. Let's kick things off with a topic near and dear to my heart, mastering your numbers. As a bookkeeper, I've seen firsthand the transformative power of understanding your financial metrics. I've seen the weight lift from people's shoulders when they understand and embrace their business financials because I know it's not only about crunching numbers. It's about unlocking insights to drive strategic decision-making and fuel your business growth. And when I see this switch in people's mind flick on where they love their numbers and want to know and work with them, it makes me extremely happy when this happens because it helps them be a better business owner in so many ways. Now, if knowing and mastering your business numbers is not yet your forte and you want to work on this, where do you start? First up, start by getting cozy with your profit and loss statement and your balance sheet reports. These two core financial reports are your compass. The profit and loss tells you your revenue, your cost of goods, your other expenses, and most importantly, if there's any profit left over. And the balance sheet gives you important balances of what you own, what you owe, and your equity or stake in the business. You'll find my previous episode, The Reports You Need to Run, a great help on simplifying or breaking down these two reports for you and why you should be across them. Next, take a deep dive into your key performance indicators, KPIs for a technical acronym, those metrics mattering most to your business's success and get to know them inside out. These don't need to be financial. The metrics important to you are different to the next person. And also don't focus on the vanity metrics like revenue over a 12-month period, six, seven, eight, 
six-figure businesses or Instagram following numbers. You want ones where they mean something to you and can help you measure what you're doing, whether it's something like customer acquisition cost, lifetime value of a client or your gross profit margin, knowing your KPIs or metrics inside and out will help you steer your business where you want it to go and be a better business owner. One of my own metrics is efficiency and productivity. See, it's not a financial one. I'm always asking the team for their feedback. Is this process working for you? Can we do this better? How do you suggest we do this? So don't forget to leverage technology to streamline your own efficiencies and financial processes from cloud accounting software to automated invoicing systems, online calendars, email sequences. There is a wealth of tools available to help you stay on top of your finances so you can master your numbers and make informed decisions with confidence to be a better business owner. Moving on to number two on my list, ensuring your business is legally protected and compliant. As a small business owner, it's easy to overlook the importance of your solid legal foundations. After all, who has time for contracts and compliance when you're busy building your empire? But trust me, investing in customized legal solutions, which are tailored to your business, customized to you is a game changer. And so when I say customized, I mean drafted by a solicitor for you specifically and your business, not templates or copied from someone else or anything stock standard like that. You want to be a better business owner. That's what this episode's about. Get your legals made to perfectly suit you and your business. This is clearly not my area of expertise, but if you're after a recommendation, reach out. I can let you know the details of a brilliant solicitor. But this is on my list because of talks I've had with other business owners, like I've said, and the mistakes I've seen when clients DIY their legals and the difference in the owners themselves, their confidence, the way they interact when engaging new clients, when they have beautifully tailored legals. I want to share an example with you of why you shouldn't DIY your legals, why you absolutely need your tailored, customized legals. I've seen some extensive financial damage caused when someone has changed clauses in their contracts, thinking they could tweak them and keep on top of them themselves, made their own contracts, and they have accidentally removed minimum terms of the contract, the minimum lengths they work together with their clients. And I'm talking large amounts of lost income because this minimum terms was removed from their contracts when they were editing other things, this meant clients could simply walk away whenever they liked. There was no clause in their contracts of how long they needed to work with the business, what their minimum commitment was. And I'm talking tens of thousands of dollars of lost income. And that's one thing that I've seen go wrong when people are DIYing their legals. So don't let this be you. Be a better business owner and get your legals done by a solicitor. And also from my own experience, and this might sound super weird, 
But if it was my experience, I'm sure other business owners have had this feeling. I myself used templated contracts in my early days of my business provided by my own professional body. So I thought I was doing the right thing using them. And to some extent, at least I guess I had contracts in place, you could say. But when I did connect with my solicitor and find out I needed to change my contracts, the excitement of investing so heavily in my business and then presenting new clients with these engagement contracts that sound like me, they're not all lawyery and technical, and they reference specific things I do in my business, other bookkeeping businesses don't. And the feedback from the new clients on how great they looked, well, I definitely felt like a better business owner myself. Now, number three, let's talk about standing out online setting you apart from the competition and showing how you add value in other people and other businesses' lives. In today's digital age, having a strong online presence, it's not a nice to have, it's a must have for your business's success. But here's the thing, it's not enough to simply have a website or a social media presence. You need to stand out from the crowd and capture the attention of your target audience. So how do you do this? First and foremost, get a great brand strategy. Again, reach out if you need some recommendations on who can help you with this. But basically, who are you? What do you stand for? What problem do you solve? And why should customers choose you? These elements are in your brand strategy. Once you've nailed down your brand strategy and messaging, it's time to get creative, whether it's through beautiful website design, engaging social media content, or strategic and smart online ads. Find unique ways to showcase your brand personality and connect with your audience on a deeper level. And because you know your audience through your brand strategy, you know where is the best place to reach them and make sure you have a digital presence there. Don't try and spread yourself too thin being on all the platforms. That's another aspect of this, of being a better business owner, knowing where to spend and invest your time. Now, remember, with all of those, consistency is key. From your brand voice to your visual aesthetics, make sure every touch point is reflecting your brand and it really resonates with your target audience. This helps you be so much of a better business owner. Shifting gears to my fourth way on the list is nurturing a strong company culture and team. As a small business owner, your team is your greatest asset. Their passion, dedication, and expertise are driving behind your success. So it's essential to invest in their happiness and well-being and building a very positive work environment where not only you, but everyone, all of your team thrives. Now, you can start by defining your company values and cultures, what you stand for and what kind of workplace do you want to create. And once you've established this, focus on building strong relationships with your team, 
from regular check-ins and team building activities to recognition and rewards, all those kind of things. Make sure your employees, your team feels valued and appreciated every step of the way. And please don't underestimate the power of professional development, whether it's training opportunities, mentorship programs, or career advancement. Invest in your team's growth and development. It will help unlock better things for them and drive your business's success. When you invest in training and developing your team, they know you want them to be there. They know you want them to succeed. And so by nurturing a strong company culture, you are, of course, being a better business owner. And you'll not only attract great employees, but have a loyal and motivated team really committed to you and your business. I've seen businesses where people aren't important and it breaks my heart. Their team isn't happy and it's not a great place to be. Turnover is high, all the things. With my team, they get birthday days, team lunches, games, training, regular check-ins and my attention. Something I've found still happening where it is not the done thing to talk to the owner or the boss. So simply being approachable as the business owner authentically is crucial to being a better business owner when you have a team. Last, but certainly not least, Let's talk about the importance of prioritizing work-life harmony. I say harmony because balance to me has become a bit of a buzzword. I do use it myself because it is so well known, but let's be honest, there isn't always balance. In an ideal world, there would be the perfect balance of what you need or what you want between your personal and business life. But let's prioritize harmony you would know without a doubt, as a small business owner, it's easy to get caught up in all the hustle and bustle of your small business. But burning the candle at both ends, it isn't sustainable in the long run. And this is why it's crucial to being a better business owner to prioritize work-life harmony and find a balance which works for you. Whether it's setting boundaries around your work hours, taking regular breaks to recharge or carving out time for hobbies and interests outside of work. Finding harmony between your professional and personal life, it's essential for your overall well-being and success. And remember, work-life harmony, it looks different for everyone And you could be a night owl burning the midnight oil or an early bird up super early in the morning. Make sure you embrace a flexible approach and set up your needs and your preferences. Because someone else says, I only work inside school hours, that might work for them, but it might not work for you. So if you can do an hour in school hours and the rest at night, that works for you. So don't listen to what other people, there's no right or wrong, be flexible. And by prioritizing this harmony, 
You'll help prevent burnout and improve your own mental health and enhance your productivity and creativity, both for you personally and in your business. And there are my five key practices I wanted to share with you today to help you become a better business owner. And this is from my own experiences as a bookkeeper dealing with other businesses on the daily, not only our own clients, but our clients, customers and suppliers as well. So there is quite a large and varied range of businesses and experiences and things that I've seen that work well to help people be a better business owner. We see so many things that business owners do extremely well. I'm glad I've been able to use the podcast to share some of them with you. And of course, if you love this episode, I would be so happy if you shared it with someone you think would also enjoy it, or if you left a review. So those five things to wrap up, are mastering your numbers and ensuring legal compliance and establishing a targeted and strong online presence, then nurturing your team and lastly, prioritizing work-life harmony. Each of these ways or strategies can play a crucial role in helping you to learn and grow because when we know better, we do better. So take action on these today and start implementing to elevate your business and be a better business owner. Thanks for popping me in your ears today and I'll chat to you next week. 